Today is Wednesday, December the 28th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down Friday's game as South Carolina returns to action to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the 2022 Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville, Florida. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety, we'll talk top storylines, key matchups to watch, keys to the game, and I will lock in my lead pipe lock of the week prediction as well. Guys, we got a packed show for you here on this Wednesday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to six players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks optimizers or mass multi-entry guys it's literally just you against the projection they also allow mixed sport entries so for example you can take the over on lebron parlay with the under on mahomes they've got college sports pro sports anything and everything you can think of they have got it over at prize picks they've also got a slick easy to use mobile app both on the app store and google play and they're rated 4.8 stars in the app store with rave reviews guys so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com when you do use that promo code T-S-U-S, to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Finally over as South Carolina returns to the field and for the final time in this 2022 football season, Gamecocks 
Fighting Irish in Jacksonville in the Gator Bowl. Need I say more? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always, and I'm sure you can tell I am fired up here on this Wednesday because finally, once again, we are talking about South Carolina football on the field of play, right? It's been a very interesting last couple of weeks with the transfer portal, NIL, the offensive coordinator search, recruiting, all that good stuff. But we are once again, thank goodness, talking Gamecocks football on the field of play and really, really excited to break this one down. The Gator Bowl on Friday afternoon at TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. Again, guys, hope this show does find you well. No matter where you are, what you're doing, I hope you've had a fantastic week thus far. I know this is kind of a an interesting week for people, especially if you do work in the corporate world, if you're in the office, this is a week that like nobody wants to do anything, right? The week between Christmas and New Year's, if you are for whatever reason in the office, everybody's just sort of going through the motions, just let's just get through this week, get it over with. But again, really, really excited to chat with you all on this Wednesday. Also, I'll say this, I am so pumped because at the time you are hearing this, at the time you're hearing the sound of my voice, we are on the way down to Jacksonville, Florida, and I cannot wait to hang out with a bunch of great Gamecocks. I know Gamecock Nation is going to paint Jacksonville and paint Duval County in garnet and black. Going to be one hell of a time hanging out with you guys, enjoying all the festivities, uh, and of course, looking forward to the game on Friday. And I tell you what, I'm looking forward to some Florida weather because I am truly over this cold weather. I got a little stuffed up late Tuesday, if you will, but I'm doing fine. But got a little stuffed up because of the cold temperatures and stuff like that, but really excited to enjoy some warm weather. I think we're going to be like the low 70s on Friday, so going to be a really, really good time. And by the way, I'm sure many of you already knew this, but my first ever Florida Bowl game. I've been to two bowl games in my life. They were both in Charlotte, North Carolina, so I am looking forward to getting down to sunny Florida to watch the Gamecocks one final time this season. But again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. A quick content update. Of course, with us being on the road today, no Daily Crow. You're tuned into the podcast right now. We'll also do a Twitter Spaces this afternoon at 4 o'clock, taking your questions, talking a little South Carolina and Notre Dame. The Daily Crow will return Thursday, noon to 2. We'll do that live from Jacksonville, and of course, Friday is game day. Speaking of game day, one quick note, of course, the TSUS tailgate for the final time this season will take place. We're partnering up with our friends at Carolina Cigars to host the tailgate. We'll be in Lot J. Irish Packs will be for sale again in Lot J outside of TIAA Bank Field. If you look at the stadium map, if you will, the parking lot maps, we are literally right there outside of the stadium. The TSUS and Big Cock Club flags will be flying high as well. Also, we'll have koozies and towels for sale. We'll have stickers to give away, koozies to give away, everything you can think of, guys. We will have it. And again, cannot wait to hang out with you guys one final time this season as we get ready to watch the Gamecocks. 11 o'clock until kickoff is when we will be out there. Really, really excited. Looking forward to it. And again, I appreciate our friends over at Carolina Cigars for their love and support of the Spurs Up show. And looking forward to one final TSUS tailgate with you all. Guys, that being said, 
Let's talk about it. The Gamecocks take on Notre Dame in the 2022 Gator Bowl. 3.30 kickoff on ESPN down in Jacksonville, Florida. Again, at TIAA Bankfield, the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. South Carolina currently sits as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. The over-under set at 51 and a half. And I know normally today would be the day we drop our best bet for the game. Let me go ahead and lock in the best bet. I like the over 51 and a half, guys. I was really surprised, actually, that the total was so low. And I understand Notre Dame has opt-outs. The Gamecocks have opt-outs, which we're going to get into in just a second. But I like the over. I think there will be points scored. I think South Carolina will have to air it out again. More on that in a second. My best bet, lock me in. Over 51 and a half in this ball game. The series history, Notre Dame leads the series 3-1, and one, but the last meeting was all the way back in 1984, the Gamecocks' Black Magic season. They went on the road to South Bend, Indiana, and took down the Fighting Irish by a final score of 36-32. to 32. When you look at the top storylines, guys, you have to start with this ball game, the opt-outs. As we mentioned earlier, tons of guys on both sides that will not be playing in this one, you look at the Notre Dame side first. Let's go through the list. Quarterback Drew Pine, wide receiver Avery Davis, wide receiver Tobias Merriweather, wide receiver Joe Wilkins Jr., tight end Michael Mayer, tight end Kevin Bowman, tight end Eli Raritan, tight end Kane Barong, defensive tackle Jacob Lacey, edge Isaiah Foskey, edge Osadima Ikwanu, I think I'm saying that name right, defensive back Jaden Bellamy, and cornerback Cam Hart. You look at the Gamecock side. Running back Marshawn Lloyd, running back Lavoisier Carroll, wide receiver Josh Van, wide receiver Corey Rucker, wide receiver Jalen Brooks is questionable. Tight end Jaheim Bell, tight end Austin Stogner, tight end Trey Kenyon, tight end wide receiver Chad Terrell, offensive lineman Dylan Wanham, defensive lineman Zach Pickens, edge Terrell Dawkins, edge Gilbert Edmond, linebacker Mo Caba, defensive back Cam Smith, defensive back Darius Rush, defensive back Joey Hunter, defensive back RJ Roderick. Defensive back Tyrese Ross, defensive back Devonnie Reed, and finally, I think David Spalding might be out with an injury as well. So there are tons of guys out on both sides. I guess I would pose the question who does it impact more? I think obviously the big storyline of who is playing in this one is Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells for the Gamecocks. I think that is a huge boost, obviously, and it gives South Carolina the advantage at the quarterback position. The one note I will say on Notre Dame, Tyler Buchner, who was their starting quarterback at the beginning of this season. So it's not like they're having to turn to a guy who has not played at all, that hasn't played any good football for them, but Drew Pine, who was their starter throughout the majority of the year, he hit the transfer portal. And I tell you what, when you look at this game, it makes this game so difficult, right? So tough to predict because both of these teams, if you look guys in the regular season, both of these teams were inconsistent. Now you take away, I would say for both sides, about half of the team, half of the guys, half the starters that made them who they were. So you take those inconsistencies and, and now you just amplify it because now you really don't know what to expect. So which team is able to better combat their opt-outs? Which team does it affect more? Obviously the impact is going to be felt on both sides, and it'll be a great opportunity for these youngsters, right, to get some playing time. I think that's the other side of the coin you look at, and a reason to be excited is for the Gamecocks, you're going to see guys like Anthony Rose, Keenan Nelson Jr., maybe a Landon Sampson, who's going to play at tight end. You're probably going to see them get really creative in regards to personnel, both offensively 
and defensively. But again, it makes this game just really, really tough to project because you look at all the impact players that are out for both teams. And this is something that's happening, obviously, guys, right across college football. And I know for some fans and a lot of fans, you hate to see it, but it's just the reality of where we are. So the opt-outs definitely are a story in this one. And I just wonder which team is most able and best able to weather that and lead their side to victory. You look at the offensive side for the Gamecocks, guys, big storyline. Like I mentioned, who is playing is just a bigger deal, if not a bigger deal, than who is not. Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells are two gentlemen who will be playing in this ballgame. And, of course, the Gamecocks will look to stay hot offensively. I mean, guys, you think about it. At the end of the season, I don't think there was a team in college football who finished up on a higher note. South Carolina with back-to-back wins over top 10 teams. The offense absolutely exploded in those victories over Tennessee and Clemson sucks. And it was Spencer Rattler's play that really shined. And of course, Juice Wells was his favorite target. And I think the Gamecocks guys, I think they're going to have to lean on the passing game. I talked about this yesterday on the Daily Crow, but if you listen to Shane Beamer earlier in the week, you know, Nate Adkins was the only tight end listed on the depth chart. And Shane Bieber noted that three of the four tight ends that played in that game against Clemson sucks, they are no longer on the roster. So I think you're going to see South kind of air it out. You also have, you know, uh, personnel deficiencies, if you will, or you've got a lack of bodies at the running back position. You've got a lack of options. Um, you know, you've got Juju McDowell, Christian Beal Smith is still kind of limited. I mean, outside of that, who do you go to? Dante Turbo Miller, Nathan Harris, Wainick, Rashad Amos, uh, you know, DJ Twitty. Who do you turn to, right? Who do you hand the ball off to 20 times? I don't really know there's a guy back there that can handle that workload. So I expect Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells. I expect it to be a lot of those guys. Can they stay hot? Also, Jalen Brooks may not play. We already know that Josh Van is out. So a short-handed offense will look to stay hot. And if you look at the end of the season, right, why did the Gamecocks all of a sudden find themselves? Why did the Gamecocks finish at such a high note? It's because the offense finally found themselves. Also, guys, on the offense side of the ball, and I didn't even have this in my notes, but you think about it, this will be the first game without Marcus Satterfield, and we're not going to know who's calling the plays, but what just just what is the offense going to look like, right? I would assume they're going to want to do a lot of things they did, of course, in those final two games, but you think no more Marcus Satterfield. So how much differently, if differently at all, does the offense look? Um Again, what type of personnel packages they run out there? Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, those two guys need to stay hot and keep doing what they were doing at the end of the season. But no Marcus Satterfield on the sideline anymore. You just wonder how that impacts the Gamecocks offensively. Hey, does that give them a huge shot in the arm? Does that help them? We shall see. Guys, the big storyline going to the other side of the ball, it's all about stopping the run, right? I talked about this earlier in the week. Notre Dame is 7 and oh, when they run for over 150 yards, they are six and one or six and oh, when they run for over 150, seven and one when they run for over 130 yards. So, bottom line is this when Notre Dame's able to run the football, they win. And running the football is their bread and butter. It sort of reminds me of the Florida game when the Gamecocks played Florida, just in the sense of Florida was a team that lived and died by the running game. Notre Dame's sort of similar. They've got a fantastic running back, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit, Aldrich esteem we're going to dive deeper into that but you look at South Carolina this was a team average giving up over 190 yards rushing per game now you lose Zach Pickens you've lost guys in the secondary thankfully you didn't lose anybody at the linebacker spot so you're going to need your linebackers to play one of their best games of the 2022 season in the effort to slow down that Notre Dame rushing attack also though on the Notre Dame side they've lost so much 
right? They've lost so much in regards to Michael Mayer and their passing attack. Will they have the balance they need to attack the South Carolina defense and be balanced enough to where to keep the Gamecocks honest? Because I expect South Carolina to sell out against the run. I, I think that will be their motto. That'll be their mentality. If you're able to stop the fighting Irish run game, you're probably going to have a lot of success. So can the Gamecocks sell out on stopping the run? Will they be able to slow it down without arguably their biggest body in the middle in Zach Pickens as he prepares for the 2023 NFL draft? Really fun storyline in this one, guys is the special teams battle that's going to take place in Jacksonville. Of course, guys, Beamer ball to the moon. The Gamecocks arguably with the best special teams in all of college football. Notre Dame also, though, one of the best. I believe I looked at some special teams ranking. They're ranked eighth in the country, and you saw it. Who's the common opponent that both South Carolina and Notre Dame had this season? The Clem Sucks Tigers. And Notre Dame, of course, we all recall that game. That was the night the Gamecocks took on Vandy. Notre Dame really took Clem Sucks to the woodshed. And part of it was due to special teams. A couple block punts in that game. So really, really excited to see what Pete Limbo and Shane Beamer have cooked up in this one. And also what Notre Dame's able to do as well. I think you will definitely see special teams play a factor in this ball game. And again, a faster game we don't always think about, but certainly one, again, I think it's going to go a long way in determining who the victor is in this one. And guys, our final storyline is this, just the historical significance of this Gator Bowl, right? This will be the Gamecocks' fifth all-time appearance in the Gator Bowl, South Carolina 0-4. Their last appearance was 1987. And I tell you what, what a great reward, by the way, for this season. You go down to a warm-weather Florida Bowl game. Again, a bowl game you have not been to in, what, about over 30 years or so. Uh, I I know South Carolina fans are really happy to see we're not going to be back in, like, the Outback Bowl or the ReliaQuest, as as it's called now. Uh, Obviously not back in a Charlotte Bowl game, thank goodness. But just what it would mean for South Carolina, guys, it'd be the first all-time win for the Gamecocks in the Gator Bowl. Also, almost more importantly, right, it would give South Carolina their ninth win of the season, which would be only the eighth time that has happened in school history. So a lot of the line in this one, and I know this time of year it's popular folks say, well, you know, bowl games don't matter. It's not a big deal. I don't know how a Gamecock fan can say that. After you look at last year and how much that Dukes-Mayo Bowl victory meant for off-season momentum, right? How important that was for all of the hype and all of the excitement and just the happiness and the joy, if you will, of Gamecock Nation. There's a lot on the line in this game on Friday and what it would mean for this South Carolina football program if you're able to take down a national brand like Notre Dame and in turn win the Gator Bowl. I think it would be huge for the Gamecocks, even being shorthanded, right? I think you go out there, you play with your best 22, and if you're able to get this victory, it would be a huge deal for the University of South Carolina. And guys, again, a Gamecocks football program, this will be your 25th bowl game all time. You're 10 and 14 in bowl games. So winning a bowl game is something that hasn't happened a whole lot it is still a very, very big deal at the University of South Carolina to go to and win a bowl game. Guys, that being said, let's go ahead and dive into our key matchups to watch. Before we do, I want to tell you about our friends over at Carolina Cigars, because as always, the Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends at Carolina Cigars. Guys, Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop 
enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to come by and visit them. They offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island, and they offer special events throughout the year as well. They want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with you their cigar selection they're very proud of and their beautiful cigar lounge. So when you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars. And guys, there's only one place that I get my cigars. That's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at, at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Zero zero. And of course, guys, like I mentioned earlier, we'll have the Irish packs on hand, ready to be smoked after the Gamecocks get the W in this ball game on Friday. We'll be selling those at the tailgate. Be sure you get yours in lot J at the tailgate. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, let's dive into our key matchups to watch. And we will start, guys, I mentioned earlier, right, the importance of the running game and slowing down the Notre Dame rushing attack. Sherrod Green against the Fighting Irish running back, Aldrich Esteem. You look at the Steam's numbers, 825 yards, 5.8 yards per carry, and 11 touchdowns. He is who they lean on when it comes to the ground game. Sherrod Green, obviously, in his final game in the Garnet and Black, needs to have one of his best in helping slow down a steam. Because, again, you lose a guy like a Zach Pickens. And, of course, there's still other capable bodies, right? you got Alex Huntley. you got Tonky Hemingway. You've got MJ Webb. But you're going to need your linebacker play to be excellent against Notre Dame on Friday afternoon. Sherrod Green plays a big part in that. My second key matchup, Spencer Rattler against the freshman defensive back, Benjamin Morrison and Morrison for Notre Dame guys really established himself as a ball hawk. 30 tackles, four pass breakups, and five interceptions on the season. So Morrison's a guy that Spencer Rattler, of course, will need to be aware of where he is on the field at all times. And Spencer Rattler, as we know, guys, I understand the last two games what happened, but Rattler and this offense show that they are very apt to turning the football over, have to protect the football in this one to have a shot. Benjamin Morrison, one of the most lethal weapons on the defense for Notre Dame. Spencer Rattler has to be aware of where he is. My final key matchup, guys, are the two head coaches, Shane Beamer against Marcus Freeman for the Fighting Irish. And the reason I list these two gentlemen is because of the motivation factor that goes into bowl games. Now, I'll say this. I, I really don't have any concern or any worry when it comes to the Gamecocks, right? I think South Carolina, even with the opt-outs, right? I think Gamecocks have a ton to play for. What it would mean to beat a national brand like Notre Dame just for the trajectory of your program and the overall perception of your program and, you know, the momentum you've already created, right, at the end of the season and recruiting and all that good stuff. But this time of year, right, in all these bowl games, a lot of it really does come down to, especially when starters are out and guys are opting out, a lot of it comes down to, which team most wants to be there? Which team is motivated? Which team is more excited to play? And again, I trust Shane Beamer that he will have the Gamecocks fired up. He will have the Gamecocks excited to play. He will have the Gamecocks ready to go. But it is just something 
that you have to keep an eye on is Marcus Freeman able to get his team up, get his team fired up and ready to go and ready to play. So I think that's a really interesting thing, having your team approach the game the right way. Shane Beamer, Marcus Freeman, that will be their biggest task this week, making sure that they're – and also, by the way, how you handle your football team, how you've handled the break between the end of the season and now, right? It's a really long break after you go through the regular season, playing every single week. These teams have had – what, I mean, four weeks basically to get ready for this game. Who's more fresh? Who's more, who's sharper, right? Who doesn't have that rust from not playing in so long? Going to be really interesting to see in regards to which team looks more inspired, prepared, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So really intriguing and really excited to keep an eye on that. Let's talk keys to victory. What South kind of must do to take down the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. My first key to the game, guys, is this. Air it out. I think you're going to have to let Spencer Rattler throw the football 40-plus times. Again, you're lacking bodies at tight end. You're lacking bodies at running back. I think airing it out is your best bet to victory in this one. Continue to do what you did in the final two games, right? Depend on the air game. And while you don't have Josh Van, you may not have Jalen Brooks, you've still got guys like Xavier Leggett. Amarian Brown to carry on Joyner. Maybe this is an opportunity for a guy like Landon Sampson to even get himself out there and him make a name going in the 2023 season. But I think your best bet offensively, because I think you're going to need to have a solid offensive performance to win this football game, air it out, spread the love, let Spencer Rattler go out there and ball out and show uh, why he still should be considered one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football. My second key to the game, sell out against the run. You stop the run you stop Notre Dame. And you stop Notre Dame, you're going to have a really fun one and you're going to get the win. Uh, I think, again, you look at esteem, what he can do. You know, if you're able to stop him, you're going to need elite linebacker play. But if you're able to sell out against the run, I understand your shorthand in the secondary, but you still have to trust those guys in the secondary. And it was the rushing attack that killed you all throughout the season. So Clayton White, how does he attack it? I expect the Gamecocks to stack the box, especially again with Michael Mayer no longer playing, the fantastic tight end, Notre Dame without him, sell out against the run. If you're able to slow down that part of the Notre Dame fighting Irish game, I think you will have a lot of success. And my final key to the game is this. Who wants it more? Key to victory? Hey, play inspired, play loose, play free, play like the team who is more excited to be there. I know it might sound cliche and rah-rah, if you will, but again, with these bowl games, a lot of it does come down to want to. A lot of it comes down to motivation. A lot of it comes down to who's attacking the game the right way. You know, it's it's just, I, I, I know it sounds crazy, right? Because to me, I feel like you should be fired up every single time you take the field, but when it comes to 18 to 22-year-old kids, it's something you have to think about. So again, be the more excited team, be the aggressor, set the tone early, and show that you want this game more than they do. So again, my three keys to victory, guys. Air it out, sell out against the run, and be the team that wants it more. Which leads me to my lead pipe lock of the week prediction, which is brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. A1 Air Quality Consultants is giving corporate services for working man prices. They have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry. They use the most modern scientific technology for highly accurate results, and they perform the following services. Mold testing air and surface, allergen testing air for things like pollen, dust, etc. Asbestos testing in building materials, asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne, air monitoring services during abatement projects, and E. coli testing surface and 
water. For more information, give them a call today, 864-619-2092. That's 864-619-2092. You can also find them on Twitter at A1AirQuality1 and on Instagram at A1AirQuality1. Consultants. For any other questions, head to their website at a1airqualityconsultants.com. That's a1airqualityconsultants.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. And what a game this is, guys, when you factor in all the opt-outs. And how do you make a prediction for a game like this? I mean, really, truly. Because, again, you look at these two teams, and even when they weren't shorthanded, as we mentioned earlier in the show, They were both painfully inconsistent and so hard to figure out. Of course, the Gamecocks come in this game with tons of momentum after ruining the playoff dreams and hopes of Tennessee and Clemsucks. Meanwhile, again, you look at Notre Dame, extremely up and down throughout this year. The only common opponent these two share are the Clemsucks Tigers, and Notre Dame was able to beat them in a shellacking in South Bend, Indiana. I think you have to focus on the opt-outs in this one, and the fact that Spencer Rattler will be playing along with Juice Wells, to me, is a huge difference maker in this ballgame. My greatest concern, the Notre Dame rushing attack, right? You were you were abysmal against the run the entire season, and you won your final two games because you were able to move the football up and down the field, and your offense really picked up the slack. I'm not taking anything away from the defense, in the final game of the season against Clem Sucks. But hey, a lot of those guys that were on that defense that made a lot of those big plays, they're not playing in this ball game. Again, it's really one of those games, guys, where you could flip a coin. I think that's one of the reasons you've seen the spread around two, two and a half. I don't think Vegas really knows what to make of this game. But with that being said, I do think the Gamecocks will spread out Notre Dame. I think they'll air it out. I think they'll go down the field. I think Spencer Rattler, listen, he's playing in this game. Whether he comes back or not, Spencer Rattler is playing in this game to have a monster day. And I think he will. I think he'll have a big effort. He and Juice Wells, I think they will stay hot. I do not think Notre Dame will be able to contain that. Now, the big question on offense, will the Gamecocks be able to find enough balance on the offensive side, right? That's the thing. Um, while I expect them to pass a lot, you got to have some sort of a semblance of a running game. And I just don't really know who's going to carry the load, right? What's the status of Christian Bill Smith? Can you really lean on Juju McDowell to carry the football 15 or 20 times? And the rest of the guys are just unproven. I mean, Rashad Amos, I think, has like two touches all year, and one of them was a fumble. DJ Twitty, Turbo Miller, none of those guys have really seen the field. Nathan harris Wainick, none of those guys have seen the field. So what do you do in the run game? I think you're going to see a lot of creativity on the offensive side. And then defensively, guys, I just want to see a football team stay aggressive. I mean, that's really it. You know you're shorthanded. You know Notre Dame wants to run the football. Notre Dame's probably going to be able to move it up and down the field a little bit, right, because of your your losses on that side. Um, That's really the matchup there. Notre Dame's offense against the Gamecocks' defense, where it's like these two units are just going to be complete shells of what they were during the regular season. So when you have all these opt-outs, when you have all these guys missing, it's really hard to predict against special teams. I expect Beamer ball. Beamer ball! I expect Beamer Ball to the freaking moon to play a major, major factor in this game. And you know what? I just think South Carolina right now is a team that has the momentum. The Gamecocks will be fired up. They've never won a Gator Bowl before. Uh, I think playing in a warm-weather Florida game, you saw South Carolina last year against North Carolina show up, 
ready to play. They were the aggressor. They were more prepared. And we saw the impact of winning a bowl game last year. I think the Gamecocks do it again. I think Shane Beamer becomes the first coach in South Carolina history to win bowl games in his first two seasons back-to-back. Bowl wins as the Gamecocks take down Notre Dame thanks to a big day from Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, and doing just enough on the defensive side and also a little mix of Beamer ball. Lock me in, guys. My lead pipe lock of the week brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Give me South Carolina 30, Notre Dame 23. Again, I think South Carolina will come out, approach this thing the right way. I think the Gamecocks will be fired up in what's basically going to be a home game, by the way. Over 40,000 strong wearing the garnet and black will be at TIAA Bank Field. I think that will make a difference as well, and I think South Carolina will do enough to get the win. They'll slow down Notre Dame's run game just enough, look for a couple of big turnovers to also sway things. I think you're going to see some young guys step up and make some big plays. And again, a big afternoon from Spencer Rattler throwing the football leads the Gamecocks to the 30-23 to victory and a nine-win season in year two of Shane Beamer. Guys, that's going to do all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Would love to hear your thoughts on the game. What are your predictions? How do you think South Carolina will fare on Friday as they take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish? Guys, like I mentioned, of course, no TDC today as we are actually on the road to Jacksonville. TDC will return tomorrow, noon to two. And of course, no podcast or TDC Friday because it is game day as the Gamecocks take on Notre Dame. We'll be out of the TSUS tailgate 11 until kickoff. Hope to see you all there. Guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. And let me just say this, while we will not talk until the turn of the year, Happy New Year. Appreciate you all tuning in. Go Cox, beat Notre Dame, and we will talk to you on Monday, January the 2nd. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done